Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Joe, and I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I'm Jake, and I'm definitely not. I apologize in advance. Let's do this. Do, 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 do. <laughs> this episode of the Jake and Joe Show is brought to you by Jake and I. We're very proud to bring this episode to you guys. I and... am in general, yes. <laughs> In general, maybe not this specific episode, but hopefully I'll feel better as we keep talking. This is going to be a special episode because we're going to attempt to do it in one take. And what that means is that normally our show is not live. We butcher it a lot in post-production. If there are things that are said that don't flow well or we don't have a good segue, we cut them out and make it sound better. But we've decided that for this one, we're going to try to uh, keep it as smooth as possible and not break the entire episode. So coming off the back of episode six, which was not our best moment. Not even close. We're going to have to like really pull this off. Uh, and this is why I'm not feeling so good about it, guys. But we're going to try it. And I really hope it's strong because episode six, you know, we dropped the ball a little bit. Don't remind me. <laughs> we might end up getting partway through this and then decide that doing a one take is just not going to work, in which case this part is probably going to be cut, so I don't really need it. I'm saying it anyway. We might decide not to do one take, but for now, that's what we're going to try to stick to. So yep. bear with us. Buckle your seatbelts if you're driving. You should have them buckled anyway, but just click them in. Keep your arms and legs Inside the vehicle, the vehicle at yeah. all times. The moonroof is not a good place to rest your feet. No. Not today. How was your week? What'd you do? It was pretty good. Um, uh, this last weekend here, it was New Year's Eve. And 2017! 2017, here we are. This is the first episode of 2017. This is the first episode of 2017. Alright, so AJ and I, we went to Joe's house here, and we watched the new year come in. That was a good time. We had a good group together. We played some good games. Um, Jack and was it not Jack in the Box? Jack, Jack Box, Box party games. Jack Box party pack. Party pack, man. That is seriously some of the most fun. <laughs> Go, get out of here, you whiny piece of crap. <laughs> Joe's like silently trying to shush his dog. I was dog trying to get my dog. He was standing at the door whining, <laughs> and. Uh, couldn't get him to go away. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's it was just funny watching you. <laughs> Jackbox Party Pack is seriously uh, w one of the most fun games, group games I've ever played. I love playing those. It's perfect for a group. It is. It really is. Yeah, in the Cranium Dark or something like that. Was Cranium that Dark. Yeah. Cranium Dark. That was really fun. The whole charades thing. And I do find I think the most memorable thing is that we were three minutes behind. Oh, man. Do you remember that? Yeah. So, oh, my word. This is a little on topic for something we're going to talk about a little later on in the episode, being budget-friendly. Uh, about three or four months back, Michaela and I cut cable. Well, actually, we've talked about this in a previous episode. Episode uh, how, three. How cable and satellite should die. But we don't have it anymore. So we had to figure out another way to stream the ball drop because you can't miss the ball drop on New Year's. So I found a site that lets you stream it for free. And um, yeah, that's where we were watching it. It was going good. Yeah. 
and, on, and it was good. It's just funny because, like, at the very last second, someone I think down. it was when the 59, like, when they, you know, in Times Square, they have, like, the big 59 that starts counting down. 58, 57, yeah. that type of thing. Someone looked down at their phone. And they were like, it's 12.03. It's 12.03. <laughs> I guess the live stream that we were watching was, like, lagged a little bit. It's by several minutes. Yeah. So we ended up being behind, and we still waited for the timer on the TV to hit zero because oh, yeah. that's when we were watching it. Yeah, but it was just funny. Like, I mean, it's still it was still fun, and it was still, I mean, it was still felt authentic because we were watching it as right. it happened. Right, it was just really funny. That's the most memorable part about it <laughs> is that we were actually we we lost three minutes this year. <laughs> some good food too we had some fondue we had some good stuff man you brought chips and dip that, I brought like, chips and dip that literally no one tried I have eaten the spinach dip you left <laughs> it at my house I've eaten yeah. it it is so good have you ever had uh, the latest spinach dip before no Just I haven't spinach dip I haven't amazing yeah it's pretty good that's why it's I brought it I wanted to share the experience you no know, and didn't even get touched because think, of the fondue I think the fondue yeah, overpowered you everything you know what that's true I mean when you can do chocolate covered strawberries and chocolate covered marshmallows and chocolate covered cheese. I could go on and on. You guys had tons of stuff to dip it in. So it's good stuff. So, um, I mean, that's pretty much the only thing that I did besides work again. So, and that's what you did too. So, do you have anything different? Uh, not really, man. I mean, that was the big event for the <laughs> yep, week. It New was Year's it Year's. was New Year's. Uh, I got a flat tire on my car. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, a couple days before. When was it? I don't even remember. I just know in, since we've recorded last, I had a flat tire that I had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But that, other than that, I mean, that's pretty normal, flat tires. Yeah, they happen yeah, to everyone. So, happen. Other than the new year, it's a pretty bum, laid-back week. So Yeah, the new, uh, first week for the year. So Had a lot of snow, bad weather. Yep. Uh, sounds like it's all wrapped up, so yeah. let's head into <laughs> the tech. Tech time. Smooth. Because we're not. No. So Jake brought, you brought this uh, topic up to me in our usual fashion this morning. Yep. And I certainly uh, did. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you give All it right. a give All it right. a. All right, guys. So, see, already you're just like, what is this? Yeah. This like is, normally, this is little. Yeah, bleh, see, this bleh, doesn't. Would be cut. This doesn't happen. This is. This is hopefully the most relatable episode. <laughs> How, how are they doing the podcast so well? Well, we're not. We're... The truth is, Jake and I have absolutely no chemistry. We rely on post-production to yeah, make right. it seem like we do. All right. So, yeah, I was just, like, trying to get some good tech ideas because I did really want this episode to be strong. And I came across an article that was saying how uh, there was a robotics expert. I can't remember his country of origin. I want to say German because, I mean... It's always Germany, right? It makes sense. It's logical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a German robotics expert was saying that the kids born now are never going to be driving a car. And that got me thinking, hey, let's talk about old people. <laughs> <laughs> That's not offending. Offensive. No. <laughs> no, see, look, right there. If I said that and we were cutting... We would have backtracked, and I said, that's not offensive. I would exactly. have said it again, but not, but not no, today, boys and girls. Yeah, uh, not not old people, but uh, in relation to, um, you know how, like, elderly people today have a hard time with online banking and remembering passwords, 
when we were born into that kind of thing. So we always, you know, we have a three or four passwords we remember, and that's never a problem. And we take that kind of thing for granted. So I wonder when we are old, even though it might be kind of hard to think about, what's going to be difficult for us that we might take advantage or take um, for granted now? Like uh, one thing I thought of was self-driving cars. Old Older people, like so so us, people our age now, uh, would get into a self-driving car and be like, oh, back in my day, we had to turn the wheel and press the pedals to go. And what happens if your, old com- if your smart computer breaks down and you break down on the side of the road? It's just like, you know, the age-old question of user control. Um, young people always... Oh, no. Nope, there it is. Lost it. I was just trying. You lost your train yeah, of thought. Yeah, I was talking to him. He long. was doing pretty good at not losing his train of focus. Train I of thought. Train I, of thought. I usually focus. can't talk for like 15 seconds without doing it. So That's pretty impressive. I'll give it to you. That was pretty good. No, I, I, I see what you're saying, though. Um, yeah, elderly people have a hard time with technology i don't know what it is and i've had this conversation with friends of mine other than you because i've got more than one friend oh okay good and i don't no idea <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me a story about his grandfather and his grandfather's a great guy i mean a lot of old people are great <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> it just comes with age but he is so 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 bad with computers and i'm not gonna say my friend's name or his name, because in the off chance that he listens to this, I don't want to offend him or upset him. Right. But, man, dude, I've I've worked on his computer for him a number of times, and it's just, it always blows my mind. It's always at how, simple stuff. At how bad, well, or how bad he can screw the computer up. It's like, what are you doing? This, he, okay, so I can I can give this example, and I, I don't think it will matter. His printer wasn't printing. So I went up to help him out and I checked his devices and printers page where it shows like the printers you have installed on your computer. And he had 15 copies of the same printer installed. What? I How guess, did he try that? I guess he thought that every time he wanted to print a document, he had to re-add the printer to his computer. Wow. So every single time he'd print, he'd re-add it to his computer. So his computer got to a point where it just didn't know how to handle... Like the same printer that many times on the same IP address. It, it just didn't know what to do. So it, it wasn't printing anymore. Yeah. So I went in. It took me five minutes. I deleted all the printers and then I re-added his printer one time. Told him not to add any more printers and it, it was fine since. Yeah. But stuff like that, it just comes naturally to kids in our generation. We just we just know what to do. Like I can pick up some. I can pick up an electronic device I've never used before. And have it figured out in 30 seconds. Right. I'm just able to do that. Once you're really familiar with a certain user interface, you can pick up something foreign foreign to you at least and pretty much get the basics of it right. almost instantly. Right. And elderly people don't seem to have that ability. They they lack... They. I mean, the, the, the saying you can't teach old dogs new tricks. Because they didn't have that digital experience. So I'm almost... When the topic of... Whether we're going to get to that same point when we're older, I don't know that we will. I think we will because there's going to be a different way of life. Like, uh, 
you know, we went from one age to the digital age. We're going to go to some other age that I, we probably can't even fathom right now. So by the time we are 70 plus, by the time we're reaping our AARP rewards, <laughs> you know, we're going to be experiencing our day to day life is going to consist of something of things uh, much more foreign than what we are experiencing now. And I think we're probably going to be kicking ourselves for being like, oh, man, I was kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I was a little mean true. to my that's to true. my uh, grandfather, my grandmother. Because I can't figure this out. And I always I always tell myself that I'm never going to get to that point. Right. I'm never going to be the helpless old person that doesn't know how to work their TV remote or know how to operate their self-flying vehicle or whatever it is when we're that age. But I can see you actually not be... I can see you not being one of those people because of how into everything you are and you're one of those people like myself included, who really love learning about the new technologies and new things. So I think you're going to be one of those cool old people. And there are exceptions <laughs> to the rule where there are older people who are still good with electronics. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely exceptions to that rule. We're not saying that all people who are older are just naturally bad. I mean, I think you're right. I think it depends on what their focus was or what their focus currently is. I focus on electronics and new gear that's coming out, and I enjoy it, and I don't see that ever changing. So as I get older, I'm going to continue to learn about new technologies. So it's not like I'm ever being thrown into anything, not having any prior experience. I'm always going to have that experience and some degree of knowledge that will allow me to pick something up that I've never used before and use it. Right. As long as it's something that you keep up on. You know, if you just like give up on technology or the latest technology for a decade, you're done. You're right. gonna be you're gonna be one of the people who has to call your grandson or granddaughter to <laughs> unplug and unplug something back in. Right, right. You know? <laughs> I wish you guys could see how Jake is sitting like right now. Like he's hunched over and I can just tell that he is not enjoying this. <laughs> I want to enjoy this so badly, but I just the depressing I, I, comments are what's so great. I know, my vibes oh, must be terrible, but I can't and help they, They're it. pretty bad. They're pretty bad. I'm doing my best to say chipper and cheery, but you're just like in a super depressed mood, and it's bringing me down, oh, man. It's bringing me I'm down. Sorry, look. This is just going to be the Joe show this gonna... week. <laughs> I'm just going to go and lay down here. This is going to be the All Joe right. show with special guest Jake. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll I'll loosen up. We got this. Something else I did want to mention on this topic. I have it written down in my handy-dandy notes that you can't make. Yeah, I really wish I could. Because of his current job situation. Yeah. Um, talking about the future of tech and where it's headed. I know we've both read the book and are greatly looking forward to the movie Ready Player One. Yes, love that book. I hope the movie is going to be good. I, I, I do kind of see the movie turning into something super cheesy. Yeah. Because as much as I love Ernest Klein and I love the book, I can I find that a lot of his like maybe his plot was a little bit kind of cheesy and cliche. But I love the book. It's hard right. to say. You know what I There's mean? There's so many references to yeah. other things that if they don't execute it right in the movie, it will be cheesy. Right. I think I'll love the movie anyway though. Right. Because of how much I yeah. love the book. So anyway, the movie, uh, rather the book, was about years in the, was it years in the future? I, th I think it was set years in the future. And there's a, there was a virtual reality gaming machine 
that you entered and it was like a completely separate world where you could you know build a character and live in this world that wasn't your own and have experiences that weren't your own kind of like the new hbo show westworld this is turning into a reality Whenever I see new VR developments, I think of Ready Player One. Yeah, and I, I'm sure here. you do same too, here. because it explained, it talked about extreme poverty. And if we keep going in the direction that we're going, we're probably going to see a lot of things like that where when people have VR machines readily ac- accessible way more than they are now. And they want to live a world like that where they can have fun and do whatever they want to do. Right. And just like say, the heck with it with their real life. Right. I can yeah. see that being a thing. And I can see how the older generation would start to fall behind in that aspect. I mean, VR is is pretty pretty cool. I don't even have a lot of experience with it. I have a Google cardboard that my phone clips into. Yeah. And um my, you know, I've I have a little bit of experience with it, but VR is still out of a lot of people's price range. I mean, the VR setup itself to get like um, an HTC Vive, it's eight or nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I was gonna guess. And then you have to have a computer powerful enough to run that on top of it. And my machine has a VR ready graphics card in it, and this whole build right here is probably around another thousand dollars. So you're looking at eighteen to two thousand. Yeah, eighteen two thousand, and then a little bit more on top of that. Um, for whatever else you want to go along with the computer or whatever, you know, whatever you decide to do. So it's not something that's accessible to everyone. So especially not elderly people. Right. And even us, I mean, we're going to become elderly. Yeah. And I we had, don't have access to this new technology that's coming out now. So us falling behind might not even be because we're not paying attention, but because we don't have access to the technology. Unless you think differently, like it's going to become I mean, accessible to everyone. I think it is going to become accessible. I think there's going, there's always going to be levels of VR. Like just, there's going to be a budget VR that's not as good. And then there's going to be an intermediate VR and then like a top-notch VR where, where the graphics are better. Right. Just, just like there are basic laptops now. And, that's and, true. And gaming laptops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I can see myself personally... Looking like when I turned 70 years old or 80 years old and VR is a big thing and younger people spend a significant amount of time in VR, I feel like I might turn into that older person that says that that starts thinking that this is wrong. Right. Because it's it's living in a a world that's not your own. But, you know, think about this. They older people now. You know, like our our uh, seniors in 2017, they're probably looking at people like us who play video games and think the same thing. That's true. That's so, true. So I don't know. You know, it, there's never a line. There's never a line you can draw because right. everything is relative to your generation. Yep. Yep. And it always will be. You're never going to be able to understand, you know, the previous generation until you're that age and you can say, Oh yeah, I kind of see where they were coming from, or yeah, I I kind of get you know I kind of get their point of view exactly. So until then, and everyone just is going to keep evolving, right? And I think that's why um, a lot of people, well, some people question like how far science should go, and how it questions like social morality and things like that. That is always changing as generations pass by as well. Yeah, 
that's just another thought that I had that relates to it. So that's a bad thought. It's a, it's it's a bad thought, <laughs> but it's it's true. I think it's I think it's very true, and it's it's uh it's a problem that we're always going to have, and it can't be fixed. It really can't be. No. Until we can upload our consciousness into an artificial intelligence. Wait, no, that that wouldn't doesn't even make sense. We can upload our consciousness into some sort of like computer, and always be alive that way. Maybe then we can become. Some sort of constant civilization. Now, like heads in a jar. Like heads in a jar on Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Yes. And this That's is where all I'm the saying. listeners, you know, think of that meme where the aliens guy is like doing this. Yeah. I'm putting my yeah. hands up, everybody. Aliens. Aliens. And his hair's all <laughs> crazy. That's Jake right now. Let's talk about music. Yes. I'm going to get pumped up for music, everybody. Feeling a little better now? Depressed Jake is gone. But before we go further, I would like to mention that if I come across nasally this episode or I sound like I'm plugging my nose the whole time, it's because I have a stuffed nose and I'm breathing through like 20 or 30 layers of mucus. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that sounds terrible. Not To not give it detail. To, <laughs> to not be too detailed. That's what I meant. That's what I meant to say. I think, you know, hopefully our listeners will forgive you because you are a human being and sometimes human happen. beings get sick. What's your song of the week? I'm ready. All right. Late, late so on me. I actually feel really good about this one. And I'm I surprised. feel good about it too. Yeah, because you know what it is. I wish we could do a joint song of the week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Okay, we both really love this band. It's <laughs> not even a band. It's, it's a guy. It's a guy. Yeah, it's just a guy. Just so one guy. Uh, I can't even call it a group. It's that, and that's what is so cool about it because it's one dude coming up with these great, great songs. It is AWOL Nation. Now, most of you probably know Sail. Um, Sail! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think there's another one that's really popular. Run? Um, <laughs> run. <laughs> <laughs> that meme is so funny. Every time it comes on, I just like... Every time I hear that song and he says, run, I, just, I laugh. I seriously yeah. do, like it's, a crazy it's person. It's hard not to. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> because you've seen like those funny videos where yeah. people like put that song. I was telling you the other day, I, I even do that myself when the song comes on. I was cleaning my house the other day, listening to that album, and Run came on. And right when he said run, I started booking it through my house <laughs> <laughs> as fast as I could. Just because like, the meme is just so funny, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, run. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyway. All right, so... Sorry to uh, distract. They released their album, Run. He. He, yeah, I say they. I don't know what... You know, it's because when I first started listening to them, I thought it was two guys. I mm -hmm. thought it was the guy who made the vocals, and then I thought there was a guy who, like, produced... AWOL and the music. Nation. I thought it was AWOL and Nation, but <laughs> I guess it's just AWOL Nation. Well, uh, such an interesting their name. album, Run, I thought wasn't very good. Until the other day, I posted something about... Fa uh, I posted something to Facebook about it, and Joe here actually uh, convinced me to listen to Run Again. And I was the like, whole right. album. The yeah, name yeah. of the album is the, Run. The whole album. And I was yes. like, all right, yeah, you know, I'll give it a shot. Maybe I wasn't as objective last time because I was so hung up on the fact that, you know, Megalithic Symphony, which is their... His. I said there again. Yeah. Which is his second to last album. Yeah, an uh, album before Megalithic. I, I could have sworn there was another one. That I was his debut. I, okay, what was his debut? Yeah, Megalithic right. was his debut album. This is where we usually cut it out. 
but we're not going to do it this time. No, we're not. This is good content. <laughs> you love it. You love hearing us argue. Yeah. Megalithic Symphony, his debut album, I thought was so much better. I thought I thought it was outstanding, and I still do think it is absolutely outstanding. It's in my top ten it favorite albums. It is in albums. my top five of the decade. Wow. It really is. It's in my top ten of all time. All right, that's probably better. So, it, joke's it, on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it got me down listening to run, the Run album. I was like, yeah, you know, it's not that good. Uh, I listened to it a second time. It was really, really good. And I was like, all right, I'll be much more objective about it. And uh, it was it was all right. It was good. You know, and I just wasted three minutes because the song that I am going to show you guys isn't even on Run. It's on Megalithic Symphony, his debut album. And that is called Guilty Filthy Soul. Hit it. If you didn't like AWOL Nation before, I do hope you check them out now. There's so many good tracks on Megalithic Symphony. Yeah, like every single one of them. I don't even think I them. could, right, I don't think I could narrow it down. Jump on My Shoulders is oh, great. Oh, man. Uh, People, is it called People? Yes, People is one of those songs that it's like makes you jump. Like, yeah. It's so it, good. Yeah, uh, obviously, uh, so, Nights of Shame. It, Nights of Shame, that's like 11 minutes of pure that's awesomeness. That's an 11-minute song, and it's so good. It is, it's uh, so good. What else? All I Need. Yes. That song. That song sounds Beatles oh, to me. I need. Oh, oh. I, need. I don't know if you agree with me or no, not. Um, it, it's got a Beatles. I don't vibe. think I've ever thought of it as being Beatles, but it. I mean, I can. See, I think I can see where you're coming. It's from. It's kind of got like a Hey Jude type of feel to it, where the the whole choir maybe you're thinking, comes in. Maybe you're thinking of All You Need Is Love. Ah, uh, I guess I could be, but I maybe. think I'm thinking more of like a Hey Hey Jude vibe. Okay. But tell me how I feel. All right. I won't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's all I want to say, really, about AOL Nation. So, I hope you guys liked it. Check him out on Spotify or wherever. He's really, really talented. And you got to remember, this is one dude. He's making all this. He's coming up with the vocals, and he is making the beats and everything. Very talented individual. I was actually reading that he was part of two previous bands, and he left both of them because he didn't feel he had enough creative freedom he wanted to put out the mu- type of music yeah. like the exact type of music he wanted to make and you have that freedom when you're a solo artist because you have no one else to say no wait i don't like that and he, he's very unique yes very unique he doesn't have a sound like anyone else right except for the beatles yeah <laughs> <laughs> right all right so i guess we'll turn it over to joe and we'll keep this train rolling train is going to continue to roll right into the same genre ish Okay. Of music yeah. for my song of the week. Not really. I mean, they're in the same realm, I suppose. The same universe. I can't even remember <laughs> what yours is. I'm just nodding yeah, you, my head. Yeah, you can. You I honestly can't. Oh, really? My mind's blank right now. It's a surprise, pretty surprise. sweet pretty sweet band. I've been lucky enough to see them in concert with you, actually. Oh, oh my word, yes. How could you forget? Because I'm dumb. <laughs> Back in, was it September or October that we went? I think it was September. I think so, too. Uh, the band Churches came to the State Theater here in Portland, Maine. 
And um, for those of you who have never heard of the band, Church is spelt with a V instead of a U, so uh, C-H-V-R-C-H-E-S. It's Chiverches. Chiverches. And the only reason they, they did that is because if you Google the word churches, nothing, like, the only thing that comes up is pictures of churches with steeples and that type right. of thing. So they replaced the U with a V, so when you search for their name in Google, they're the first result. Right. It's easier to find them. Anyway, they are a Scottish EDM Electronic dance music, for those of you who don't know, group. And they're another band that I feel has a very unique sound about them that not a lot of other people have. I agree. It's two guys that run um, the instrumentals and a girl as lead singer. Her name is Lauren Mayberry. There is Ian as one of the other guys and... Oh. I feel oh Martin. Oh okay. I, I was gonna say I forget for, Martin. that one guy. I don't know their last names. I know Lauren's last name because I've read uh, articles by her. She actually is a published author, mm-hmm. so I've read some stuff by her. So I know her last name. Uh, but Ian and Martin are the other two in the group. And what differentiates them from other EDM groups is when you go to their concert, they're not just pressing buttons to get their tracks. They're actually playing the instrumentals. Mm-hmm. So it's a more authentic feeling. EDM and you know that these guys are skilled because I don't know about you but the concert we went to sounded almost album quality yeah the instrumental end no it really did I I did feel the same way and I did notice that they were actually playing the music they yeah. weren't just like pressing play and just like dancing around right like, they were pretending. like there's keyboards and oh, yeah. you get a guitar for a little bit and yep. they, they were doing a lot of stuff up there on stage so my song of the week is by them and it's off their newest album, uh, Every, Every, Open Eye. Every Open Eye. Every Open Eye. Yeah. Uh, the title of the song is Clearest Blue. So good! <laughs> it's my favorite Church's song. Really? Yes. No, oh yeah, I thought you knew oh, that. Oh, no, I didn't. Dude, remember we were waiting for that at the concert. We were waiting for that to play. And there was like... It, I do remember waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, and there was like twice when we were like... Like you it. would tap me on the shoulder or I would tap you on the shoulder and be like, oh, here it is. It's clear as blue. And we were like, oh, it wasn't. <laughs> they teased it the whole yeah, concert. Yeah, yeah. And then and like, it was like the second to last song. One of the last songs. Yeah, it was yeah. clear as blue. And oh, man, it's so good. It's, as you'll see, I well, obviously you won't see the whole thing because I can't play all of it. Look it up. But, oh, yeah, you definitely have to look this one up. It's got such a good build. It's, it's amazing like a, It's ride. like a three and a half minute song. And the first... Two and a half minutes are just builds to the final minute. Yeah. And when the minute, that last minute hits, when they're like, when they really drive it home, I cannot not. I know I'm using a double negative there. I cannot not move. All right. So Every single time I, I just start dancing. I got to have a request right now. As soon as you play the clip for them to have a couple seconds, we should listen to the whole thing. All right. Because I want to. I can do that I can use this uplifting moment. <laughs> I love this song. I can do that for you. I can make it happen. Alright. Oh, I forgot we're doing the one take thing. That's fine. Cut it out. Alright. It's still one take. See you on the (laughs) other side. In like five minutes. You better have loved that. I really hope so. If you didn't, you're fired.
You're fired. Get off this show. <laughs> One more thing I'd like to mention before we head into our discussion segment is that I'm not 100% sure I'm pronouncing one of the band members' names right. It's I-A-I-N. So I've always said it Ian, although it's probably not. Maybe it's, it's like, like Ain. Maybe Ain. it's Ain. Maybe it's just Ain. It's it Scottish, be. so I'm not 100% sure. So if I'm saying it wrong and there's a bigger Churches fan than me out there that's hearing it and being like, he's not saying the name right, <laughs> I apologize for that. Correct me, and I'll say it right because I don't know. I'm just too lazy to look it up. Yeah, oh well. So, and off to the discussion segment. So, Jake, would you consider yourself a budget-friendly guy? A budget-conscious guy? Absolutely. A deal-seeker? I, yes. Every, every time I buy something, I am in that mindset. Yeah? Every time. Well, let's talk about that. Let's do it. Let's talk I've about actually that been wanting to talk good, about Good Mythical Morning style. No, just... <laughs> Is that what they say? Yeah, at the beginning of every episode. Let's talk about that. Uh-huh. I don't want to steal that. I'm sorry, Rhett and Link, if you're listening to this. <laughs> We're not worthy. We're not, <laughs> not worthy. worthy. I have your coin on my geek shelf. I know. It's true. I can I can see it right here. So you were saying, before yeah. I so rudely cut you oh, off. No. Um, yeah, I was hoping that we could get into this for a while, actually. I think we've kind of skirted around this topic I don't know why several episodes. Yeah, I don't know why we've skirted around it. I don't know. I don't know. It's because it was never really a main a main topic for the for the day. Right. So today, it's really cool um, because it's such a big thing in both of our lives, I think. And it's going to be even more fun with you because you, um, I know you have like tons of ways to save and like different methods of budgeting your money out and things like that so i'm kind of i'm excited to like hear probably for the second time but i might might learn some new things about how how you do stuff like that don't talk me up too much don't talk me up too much yeah that's true that's true (laughs) yeah you're gonna suck all right thanks take it away so there are many ways that you can save money and we want to talk about more than just like the monetary ways that you can budget and save we also want to talk about the mindset behind being budget friendly and what that means when you go into a store to shop for things and that type of thing like what's going through your mind when you're being budget friendly and it's kind of like what we talked about uh i think it was maybe episode three or something when we were kind of talking about like you're not cheap you're value oriented right Right. So and that's what we're and we're I think going that's when we here. first mentioned that it was going to be an eventual yep. topic. <laughs> yeah, we're so what we're about to talk about isn't about like being cheap and saving money and absolute getting your dirt poor price. It's talking about getting the most for your money because that is really where um, being value friendly comes in handy, and that's that's how you get the most for your money. That's what we're both about. Yeah, and it's important because neither of us are by any means rich i mean (laughs) even if i had a lot of money i would still think this way right absolutely when i go into a store i don't know about you but i always have my phone in my pocket and i always make sure i'm connected to their wi-fi or that i have service heading into the store because i know i'm going to need it if i plan on making any type of larger purchase. larger purchase yes Yes. i'm right there with you this is getting into the mindset part of being budget friendly or budget conscious i think is probably a better word for the mindset aspect because if i'm going into a store and i'm going to be spending my money on something that costs twenty dollars or more 
I'm gonna wanna make sure that that money I'm spending is going towards the best product that I can get. Absolutely. And I know you feel the same way. No, I, I really do because you wanna make sure that you are getting the most for your money. So by having your phone with you, um, you can make sure you are getting the best price. You can be like, all right, I, I do really like this, but should I buy this now? Right. It, can I get a different one online that's got better reviews? You know, that, and, that type of thing. And even backtracking from that, before we go into a store, we're, we're both of us are going to do research. Yeah. And if the store is far, far enough away, I'll call them and make sure they have that product. Yeah, and I've actually told a story about that yeah. With Best Buy. The, uh, yeah, with few, the Amazon weeks. Fire. No, it wasn't the Amazon Fire It was Fire the stick. Chromecast. Chromecast. Yeah, how I called to make sure that they had it because that was where I could get it for the best price immediately. Yep, and you uh, left work for it. Yeah, That I was did. the most memorable thing for me. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so I think there are a few examples about this type of thing that I can give personally. Uh, the first one being something that just happened to me recently um, I recently bought winter tires for my car, and it's been a long time coming. We've had like two or three really big snow f- storms so far. Already. This, yeah, and I was on summer tires. And for it's those. January 5th right now. Yeah, so, so I'm a little late. I'm a little behind. But I did my research, and by that I mean I called five different tire stores and checked three or four different sites online to see where I could get the best deal. I called Tire Warehouse. I called three or four local places. And that's dedicated. That's I think that's probably more than I would. Yeah, I had really? a I had a legal pad, a legal a a, a, a yellow legal a yellow pad. legal pad. A little yeah. bit of a tongue twister it there. It is. It is. And I had columns set up. Each column was a certain store that I was calling, and then each row was like the price for a set, the price for installation. Um, if they had the tires in stock now or if I was going to have to wait for them to get them shipped. Um, another uh, separate size that would fit my car. What are the price for that tire? To wow. Maybe that yeah. size is cheaper. And I called around. And then I also checked uh, Tire Rack, which is an online retailer, and Tire Buyer, which is another online retailer. And you immediately you'd think buying tires online can't be cheaper. Because right, because shipping, it's so large. Right, shipping has got to be insanely expensive. But there are options for free shipping. You just get them in like 20 days. Yeah. So, <laughs> actually, no, I got these in two days. Free shipping for two days? Yep. That's nice. I called, like I said, I called four or five places locally. And most places for the size that I needed for my car wanted over $400 for a set. And that's not bad for winter tires, but no. it's more than I wanted to spend. Yeah. It, it really isn't bad. If it was just over 400 Right. That, and that's like, yeah, that's not horrible. But you so, still want to shop around. Yeah. I started doing research online and I had bought tires through Tire Rack before. So I knew about them, but I thought they don't, they don't offer free shipping. So I thought maybe there's another website out there that offers free shipping on tires. So I started looking around and that's when I found Tire Buyer. And they offer free shipping on a lot of their tires. Don't get me wrong. There are a good majority of products on their site that they do charge shipping for. I think what it comes down to is if they have a warehouse nearby your location and the tire you want is in stock at that warehouse. If it is, then they can get it to you for free. Oh, yeah. No no shipping charges. So I found a a set, rather, of really nice winter tires, general 
General Tires like Winter Max or something like that. I can't remember the exact model, but they have a bunch of really good reviews online, and they wanted three seventy for the set of four. That's really good, and that was with free shipping. So I'm like, yeah. okay, that's not bad. I can. That's you know easy to swing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I wonder if there's any type of like coupon online or something like that I can find to knock more of the price off. So I start looking around and I found a coupon for like fifty bucks off. Really? Yeah. So I ended up getting the set of four tires for three twenty shipped to my door. That's really, really good. I mean, That's winter a... tires are going to be more expensive than regular tires anyway. Right. And if you got all four regular tires for three twenty, that would be good too. Yeah. So that's that's impressive. So I got the set of four shipped to my door for three twenty, and then just today actually, uh, there's a local shop right here in town um, that does. They, he he sells new and used tires, but I normally go to him to have like the tires swapped on rims and put on the car and stuff like that because he's cheaper than say Tire Warehouse. He put the tires on my rims, mounted, balanced them, and everything. Put them on my car for forty bucks. Forty bucks. Good. 10 bucks a So, 360 and I had everything done. Yeah. Wow. And if I had gone through a local place, they charge money on top of the price for the tires to put them on your car. So that little over $400 probably would have been a little over $500 mm-hmm. after they installed the tires and everything. So I thought I got a pretty good deal on those. And that's a perfect example of and I don't want to. I shouldn't say perfect example because That's I'm by no means. Example. I'm by no means perfect. I don't want to be patting myself on the back. Yeah. But it's the type of thing I think of when I think of budget conscious. Mm-hmm. It is the absolute opposite of impulse buying. Right. You're the absolute. It opposite took of me. That. I probably spent like a week researching tires. Yeah, and that's boring. But it's like important. I have to. Yeah, exactly. I can't. Not. Exactly. And there I go using double negatives again. But I can't not. I have to research. Yeah. It's just built it's wired into me. Do you have any examples of that type of thing where you have where where you've had the budget conscious mindset? You know, I usually only do it with electronics. Electronics are important though, because there are a lot of crappy ones. Yeah, and that's because a lot of price fluctuation is with electronics. You're gonna see a lot of electronics that are eight hundred dollars could be 550 somewhere else and just from taking five minutes out of your time to check two different sites you could save hundreds of dollars so that's why it's even more important to check electronics but even day to day i'm finding myself whenever i need to go to the grocery store um i'm paying attention to the little orange sticker you know how there's a um a price sticker on the shelves there's a little unit sticker that's right next to it yes and that actually says um and you have to pay attention to what the unit is um, but I've been looking and using that to make sure that buying in bulk is actually um, cheaper cheaper, yeah. or if it's still worth it. Right. So right. I got to think of like when things are going to expire. I mean, I, I think of all that kind of stuff. I don't want to get too into it because that is truly boring. But <laughs> it's all this kind of stuff that runs through my mind. Even daily tasks like that, I'm thinking about what I am getting best for my money. Right. Um, when I cash out at the end of my grocery shopping um i look at how much like i eagerly anticipate the total price because i'm like oh can i get it under my all-time low of this and i I just always i I try to make it fun like that and that's that's what i do Um, that's the secret to 
Jake's weight loss. He just <laughs> he always tries to beat the previous price. Yep. So he's only spending like ten bucks now for two weeks worth of groceries. Yeah. So. You mentioned paying attention to the unit price for things when you're shopping. When Michaela and I first moved in together, we started doing a weekly uh, shopping trip for groceries and stuff. And when we first started dating, I paid attention to that orange. Mm -hmm. And I would like, if there's a bag of chips that's family size and there's a bag of chips that's not, a lot of times it'll make it look like the family size is a better value. Yeah. But if you look at the non-family size, if you look at the unit price, price by weight, it will be cheaper than the family size bag. Right. And I don't think, I think... Now, definitely now, she's the same way as me. She'll pay attention to that type of stuff when we go shopping, and she'll point it out before I've even noticed it. Oh, awesome. But when we first started shopping together, she didn't notice that type of thing. It wasn't ingrained into her, into, into the way she shops. So she would kind of be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just making sure it's the best bang for the buck. Like, I'm making sure we're getting the most for the money we're spending. Right. And she, it's not like she was ever against that or anything. She, it's just not anything that she did. And... Now she's right on the same page as me when it comes to that. Yep. So we, we shop in the same way in that manner. I wish I had a specific example of a bigger purchase, like with your tires. But honestly, I haven't made a big purchase in a very long time. It's probably been about a year since I've made like a really large purchase. It's just been daily stuff so far. I've been really blessed to, with a, a brother to gift me a PS4. <laughs> uh, Christmas, you know, I got... Uh, a brake job. I got like my whole, a whole new brake system from my dad put on and purchased. And then, you know, well, I don't know what I'm thinking. Yeah, of course I did. I priced out um, rust repair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, duh. Way to think of things. <laughs> uh, I, man, I don't know. I'm just really slow tonight. Because um, he's in that depressed mood. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But screw this. Yeah. I don't even feel like talking about it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Walking out the door. The, today's episode, 35 minutes. <laughs> so I priced out rust repair. There was a place in Skowhegan that was going to do it for $800. And then I actually talked to Joe here and his family hooked me up for 100 bucks cheaper. And he even patched up the little stuff that I wasn't even paying attention to. So I thought that was really great. I mean, I didn't have to do a ton of shopping for that one because honestly, there there isn't actually a lot of rust repair. I no. thought there was a ton, but there's not. There's a lot of body yeah, shops. Yeah, you have to look for, right. Or I'm sorry, right. there's a lot of mechanics, but there's not really a lot of rust repair options around here. Yeah, you have to look for body shops. Yeah. Um, and, and because of that, they can charge more for it because they know that there's more of a demand. So not is. that mechanics are cheap. I shouldn't say no. that because yeah. mechanics charge an arm and a leg as well. Yeah, but but yeah, I'm I'm glad that worked out going to my family. Um, oh, what's the what? Why can't I remember the name of name of the place that I just town I've, and country town and country in Clinton, Maine. Yeah, shout, shout out to out. them. Uh, yeah, it's a fam. <laughs> my it's on my mom's side of the family. Uh, they they own that and they've been doing that for as long as I can remember. And I just remember growing up and seeing pictures of people's car, like after they got in an accident and then fixed and mm -hmm. thing looked brand new, like you could not tell. So I always had like a respect for that type of thing, being oh, able yeah. to do that. And they really care about um, the work they do. Yeah, I can they, really they're, tell. they're good guys. I, so. I wish I could remember his name. I remembered it a little while ago, but, um, but whoever helped me out twice, I went over there. Um, it was just a great experience all around. Sweet. Very so, good to hear. Yeah. Let's talk about getting away from the, 
mental aspect of being budget conscious and talk a little more about the physical ways that you can save. I mean, I know I kind of mentioned, you know, with my tire buying experience, but that was to get the point across of having a mental, uh, a mentally budget focused. I don't, I'm not saying this right. I mean, you get what I mean though. Like I understand. Yeah. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) So physical ways. I'm a video game player. I'm a video game no, player. That's such not. a horrible way to say that. I'm a video gamer. That sounds better. I'm a video gamer. I'm a video game player. Push my glasses <laughs> up my nose. And there are a lot of ways that you can save money. I know we've mentioned, is there any deal in the past on this yes. show? I do specifically yeah. know I've mentioned that. And I've recently really dug into that website. I didn't realize I'd never really dug into what that thing can handle. Really? It's actually pretty intelligent. Yeah. You can... Link it to your Steam wish list. That's what I've already done. And your Humble Bundle wish list. Yep. And or uh, your GOG wish list. And they like give you about of, ten emails a day. And you can turn that down, which I did because it was driving me absolutely <laughs> yeah. insane. I was getting like twenty to thirty emails every single day for different games that were going on sale. Yeah. But there are tons of ways you can get that type of thing free. I don't think I've paid full price for a game in several years. Mm-hmm. Same. Last last game I bought full price. I'm pretty sure was Borderlands. One. Yeah, the first one. Wow, there ago. you go. Long time ago. It's it, like it was, that's man. True, that actually. was like two thousand nine. Wow, man, eight years. Yeah. Time needs to slow down, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there are sites where you can get good deals, and I'm hoping that for the other gamers out there that are listening, they pay attention to this. If you have not heard of Humble Bundle, head over to Humble Bundle oh, right man. now. I'm sure they have. It's an addiction. <laughs> it is an a. It is. It's an addiction. There's no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. They, every few weeks or every couple days sometimes. It used to be every Thursday they had a new game bundle, but lately they're kind of shifting towards their store more, which right. I understand because they're a business. But there's still, uh, there was an Assassin's Creed bundle. Did you see that? I did, but I'm you not already interested have it all, in that. Probably. No, I'm just not interested in Ubisoft. I, you, you love Assassin's Creed. Oh, Assassin's Creed is my favorite series, one of my favorite series of games, yes, but I do not like Uplay. The client oh. that they require you use. Yeah. The thing with Uplay is like Assassin's Creed 1 is a completely offline game, but right. you have to be connected to the internet to use it because of Uplay. Yeah, that's foolish. They have to validate it on their servers before you can play your game. So I refuse to res- I refuse to support Uplay in that manner. Until mm-hmm. they change their tune and they start doing something differently, I'm just going to stay away from their products. But anyway, they... Humble Bundle throws together a bundle of, I'd say, 5 to 12 games. I think that's fair. That's, yeah. yeah I would even say games. it's more like, more like, uh... Well, it, it depends like on the six. tier you get. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, generally, that's right. And the way it works is they, they usually have three tiers of games. They've got the cheapest ones, middle price, and then one expensive game. And... The first tier, the cheapest games, there's normally around five games in that tier, and you can pay any price you want. Literally a cent. You could pay one penny for those five games, and they tell you that the money goes to charity. And when you're purchasing the bundle, they actually give you sliders where you can choose how much you want going to the game developers, how much you want going to charity, and how much you want going to Humble Bundle. When I get a bundle, I usually do 10% to Humble Bundle, 50% to charity. 40% 40% of the game developers. Yep. I feel like that's fair. That is a good ratio. Humble Bundle started as a way to raise money for charity. So right. I'm never going to give Humble Bundle or the developers of the game more than 50%. Right. 
So the cheapest tier, you can pay one penny and get them. The second tier up is the average price tier. And to unlock that tier and get those games in addition to the games in the previous tier, you have to beat the average price that other people are paying for the bundle. And typically that's really low, like five, yes. to, five to eight dollars. Although the longer you wait, the higher that goes yep. because more people are paying above the average to get that middle tier. So that number continues to rise. Even still, it's never, I've never it's, seen it I don't it think I've $10. ever seen it over 10, yeah. no. And then the top tier of games is usually one bigger bigger name and it's usually fifteen dollars yep, for that tier. but you get that game you get the middle tier and you get the entry level tier you get all those games for fifteen dollars yeah. so you're looking at 10 to 12 games all in for 15 bucks that's a little over a dollar a game and yeah. they're usually all quality games really yeah seriously there's a bunch of indies but then there's always like you there'll be really surprising bundles that are like triple a developers right and I can't remember a good example. A couple months ago, I remember posting it to the 207 Gaming page. Another shout-out. Uh, it was it was some AAA developer, and I was like, no way. I think it was a 2K. I think it was a 2K bundle. They've done it a few times. They, yeah. Two 2Ks done a few bundles on there. Yeah. They also offer Humble Bundle Monthly, which is their monthly service where you can pay $12 a month and you get a random pack of games. You don't know what they are. Normally, there's always one big AAA title and then, like, five to eight indie titles. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I love that service. I've been subscribed to it for probably a year, year and a half now, and I unsubscribed for it for one month last year. And you regretted it. I immediately regretted it cause, <laughs> because the bundle that came out had, like, two games in it that I'd been wanting. Oh, figures. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The one month. So without getting talking about it too much more, Humble Bundle's a great place to go to get games for cheap. What else is there out there? Mass Drop. If you've never heard of Mass Drop, it's a website where certain items... I don't know if you've heard of it. Have you heard of Mass I've Drop? I've never heard of Mass Drop. Well, this will be a good one for me to talk to you directly. Yeah. But next to the mic at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> now, they do certain products... Like, they, they'll only have, like, a catalog of, like, 15 to 20 items that they're selling at a time. And the way it works is they have price tiers, kind of like Humble Bundle. But to unlock the tier, more people have to buy the item. Interesting. So the item will start for sale for, say, $100. And then they'll have on the items page, they'll say, 10 people need to buy this item for it to drop to $80. So you can either buy the item at the price it's at, or you can commit to buying it at the next tier. So if enough people pledge, then it hits that next tier, that tier is unlocked. So now everyone can buy it for $80. Usually there's three tiers. Yeah. In the third tier, most people buying it, it'll knock it down to like 60 bucks, 60 or 70 bucks. So the more people buy it, the cheaper you get the item. I would think that everybody would wait. Well, like... that's, that's the point of being able to pledge and say, if it reaches this tier... I will buy the item. Yeah. So then you have yeah. 20 people who pledge. That's enough for them to hit the third tier. It unlocks and everybody's purchased it. Oh, okay. But there are some really cool items on there that I haven't seen in other places. Namely, mechanical keyboard key sets. Oh, neat. Cap sets for yeah. your whole keyboard. Um, I don't know if you know, but they're they're universal. I could pop this key off, take it to your house, and put it on I your had, keyboard. I figured that they were universal, You can yeah. swap them around and everything. So they have those that show up there on there all the time, and the more people who buy them, the lower the price gets for the set. It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. a, it's a nice way. 
Um, if you're looking for something specific, it's probably not the best website to go to because, like I said, they only have like 15 to 20 things that they sell at a time. And it's just like random little yes. stuff, accessories. Uh, the community can vote to get things added. Yeah. So it's very it's a very community-driven website. And you have to have an account to view the website. So it's not spammy or anything like that. Um, how do I know? It's posted on Reddit. Quite, yeah. <laughs> quite quite frequently. So normally stuff that's spammy doesn't see the light of day on Reddit. So it, they're they're trustworthy. It's kind of like a legitimate quibids. Have you ever seen quibids or like something like it or you know those bidding sites that are like oh yes you can get something for yeah. you can get an iPad for five dollars and sixty two cents yeah well that that's just a plain ripoff right but this is like a legitimate way of yeah, man, getting cool. cheap products. Another way to be budget friendly DIY do it yourself. And it's actually pretty cool that we're mentioning this while recording this episode because the microphone that we're using is actually inside a DIY enclosure that I built to get better sound quality. And it's cool as heck, you guys. Trust what I, me. It's a soundproof box. What it does is it isolates audio so that it can only enter the mic from the front. It's surrounded from the back, so any background noise that's happening, the mic doesn't pick up, and it reduces echo. Because if I'm sitting here talking, my voice travels around the room and it bounces off walls. It's going to come and hit the mic from the opposite side and create an echo. This way, it's only picking up audio from the front. So basically right. what it is, it's it's a tote with egg crate for a bed cut up and glued to the inside walls. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Theoretically, this should be the best sounding episode yet. It should. Yep. We'll see how Jake handles it in post. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> anyway... I built this thing for, I think, all in, I was $25. Maybe less than that because... That's great. Yeah. No, yeah, it was about $25. I have enough foam left over and spray adhesive that I could make, like, two or three more of these things. I just have to buy the totes. But you might be thinking, $25, that's not... I mean, that sounds like a super simple thing. That's quite a bit of money to spend on something like that. If you check out pre-made enclosures like this you will spend two to three hundred dollars for something equivalent mm -hmm. they just give you like half of a dome or a dome because a dome is a half sphere they, yeah. they basically give you a half sphere that your mic mounts in the middle of and it's covered with egg crate and they charge two or three hundred dollars for it so i built it myself and i paid i don't know less than an eighth of the price yeah an eighth to a twelfth right that's crazy so there are uh, there are different things like that that you can do. I know personally, when I have a house someday and I've got more room, I'm not going to buy a workbench for my tools. I'm going to build a workbench for my tools. It mm -hmm. just makes sense. Buy the lumber, look up some plans online, and build it yourself because you can save money doing it that way. That does take more like hands-on skill. It does. But that's life skill. Yeah, I love and we, I love learning that type of thing. We talked about how... You and I are in the same mindset where we like learning about technology and, you know, learning new things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel about learning, like, hands-on stuff like that. I'm really bad at it. Yeah. The only DIY experience I have is making my own debit card slip. Like, I was proud of that. <laughs> I folded a piece of paper and taped it. I remember when you were trying to make your own pop filter. I couldn't do it. I legitimately couldn't do it. I, I was trying, uh, like, three or four times to fold a piece of paper and I couldn't do it. <laughs> So maybe you're not a DIYer. I'm, I'm not. It is a good way to save some money, though, if you have the capabilities. Yes, I wish I did. Yeah. I have a half-finished project where I was building a cat condo 
for our cats because I remember that. Cat I was condos, asking Michaela about it. They're crazy expensive. They're like hundred hundred to $200 for a decent sized cat condo. And mm-hmm. I bought all the materials to do it for like 30 or 40 bucks. It's like 75% done in my shed. I yeah. just, I never got You're around to finishing there. it. Uh, I just need to finish throwing it together and then it's done. But yeah, there are ways like that that you can save money. So that wraps up our show this week. I'd like to apologize to all of you for the way Jake behaved this episode. As I say this, it looks like he's, you know, ready to give up on life sitting in the chair next to me. And I apologize for that. I know I probably did like 75% of the talking this episode, and I've done it all with a smile on my face because I love what I'm doing and I enjoy it, and Jake apparently doesn't. And I just have a sarcastic smile on the whole time. <laughs> I just, it, it's not because I didn't try. Let's just say that. It's we not just weren't. I didn't try. We're still coming out, and I know this is a lame excuse, but we're still coming out of the holidays. And are you working more hours? I'm still going to be working full time hours for a, quite a long time now, yeah. I think. So, yeah, we're, I mean, this this type of thing takes time and we're dedicated it's a hobby you know we're doing it in our spare time so not every I single I want it to be great though that that's the thing like you might you listeners might be listening to this and be like oh Jake's being really lame right now he doesn't care about this but it's actually the opposite he cares so much that if the episode's quality is not top notch, he gets depressed. Yeah, I'm getting re- yeah because I just I in my I, opinion, I don't want to say too much anymore. In my opinion, <laughs> the content in every episode we've done has been great. Do I think some episodes could have had better content? Yes, but I still think we nail most yeah. of them. I still think we nail it. And I know you're you're harder on you than I'm hard on me. But yeah, I've proved that. There's not much more to be said. Anyway, thanks for listening. We hope yes. you come back. Hope so. Any final Um, uplifting words for the people? You know, guys, thank you for listening. If you've come this far, you've actually listened to every single episode. Honestly, you are the reason right now. If you're listening to this, you're the reason I want to keep doing this. And I want to commit to making fantastic episodes every episode. And why I am so bummed out today is because I didn't go in feeling prepared and I didn't go in feeling fantastic i want to go into every single episode feeling like oh man i'm so pumped i want to i can't wait to talk about all this i got stuff prepared and that's the reason why i'm feeling pretty glum right now but uh i mean that being said i do hope you enjoyed what we talked about i felt like we uh we did have some good content it was a lot better than i thought it was for one thing the song of the week section was probably the best yet. Oh, yeah. We, we had Able Nation and <laughs> Churches. Able Nation and Churches. Come on. Like, that's it's such an amazing combo. Yeah, and, and that's perfect because those are both uh, artists slash groups, whatever, that everyone doesn't know. Right. Especially churches. I mean, a lot of people are going to know Able Nation for sale or run, but not some of their lesser known things. Right. And, you know, you have to check that out and see what the band's about besides just, you know, their most popular song. So... That about it? Yeah, that's it. My dog it. is sticking his head through All the right, door. Look. Means it's, he thinks it's time to come in. Yeah, I know. He's like looking at me. He wants me to throw this little toy. Um. All right. If you guys are still listening, I promise that next episode, I'm going to feel great. And I'm going to be thinking about topics all week. And I'm going to come at you next episode <laughs> feeling fantastic. And I'm going to, it's going to be. It's gonna, I want it to be the best episode yet. I want to commit to that right now so that it holds me accountable. All right. I said it. Have a good night, guys. Signing off. See ya. 
I know it's not my place, but I'm pretty sure I see Jake over in the corner crying because this episode was so hard for him. So I'm going to take it from him this week and say uh, we got an easy listening track headed towards your ears in five, four, three, two, one. And there was a ding from Facebook. I don't care. Take it away, song. Yeah.